Blog Talk Radio. Calling all men. It's now your time for your show with your coach, the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Relax, be heard, and be understood. It's a show where men can be men. Now here's the coach who has your back, Linda Gross. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. I am enthusiastic to tell you about today's show. We're going to be talking about why minimalism? Do you spend more time in the garage looking for something than the time it took Sir Edmund Hillary to climb Mount Everest? Do those piles of paper in the corner of your desk annoy you every time you walk by it? Do you have a storage unit that you haven't visited in five years? Are you drowning in credit card debt? It's time to declutter. It's time to figure out how you can better serve your time and energy. Let's get to it, shall we? You can call in on this phone number at 323-642-1677. You can also use our chat line right here on blogtalkradio.com blogtalkradio.com forward slash DT Linda Gross forward slash DT Linda Gross. I'm looking to hear from you on this topic. Alrighty. So there's a quote that might finally change your mind about minimalism. So I'm going to get to that in just a moment. So it turns out that there's more to minimalism than just purging yourself of stuff, right? I mean, that's the big picture, but there's also a little picture. So minimalism, what is it? Well, the dictionary defines it as it's about keeping a space simple and uncluttered. It may also include accentuating the attractive architectural features of a space. The palette is mostly monochromatic, and the color is used as an accent. Minimalism and functionality go hand in hand. Now, the thought of minimalism is a good one, and much like losing weight, it's a nice ideal to attain. The thought and the action, however, can be two totally different realities. How do we make those two items become a reality? From the author who has written four books on minimalism and intentional living, author Joshua Becker started his career after spending a frustrating weekend of cleaning out his garage. He realized that he was spending more time caring for his possessions than than being with his family. He has an inspiring quote about becoming a minimalist, And hopefully that'll serve as a springboard for you as well. Desiring less is even more valuable than owning less. Uh Uh-huh. So for me, I love objects. And more specifically, I love beautiful objects. 
I marvel at their design, their simplicity, their color, their shape, and usefulness. It comforts me. I know why I'm like this. My parents moved from Europe to seek a better life, and I was thousands away from my family. It was just my brother and me. Secondly, my parents didn't show emotion or connection, what I call in my book, The Science of Mastering Women, The Science of Mastering Women, The Real Truth About Women That Will Change Your Life Forever. So, by the way, you can find my book on Amazon. You can download the ebook in a few seconds or have them send you the paperback, which is what most men do. All right, so anyway, in my book, I call the second C connection, connect with her. Or in, in my case that I'm talking about, my parents lacked having a connection with me. So they were really good at third C, which is caring, and really excellent at fourth C, which is character and consistency, but there were no displays of love. It took many years of self-reflection to forgive them. The answer that gave me comfort was, who knows what they went through when they were growing up? Maybe they didn't, you know, sense second C either from their parents, right? All right. So instead of showing love, they were either going to throw unsolicited money at me or buy me gifts. I kept trying to tell my dad, don't do this, don't do this. But his way of feeling needed, which is also what I describe in my book, um, is DT's men's core four. It's the primary need for men, that men need to feel needed in order to feel love, right? So he thought, all right, showering me with gifts or money that I would need him and therefore love him. So didn't work out so well. Doesn't really work that way, but that's, you know, that was his logic. All right. So I know for many of you, you love your pets more than you love people, probably for the same dynamic as I'm describing. You don't feel the love from people, so you turn to your pets. Usually, women are the shoppers. In fact, it's called shop therapy for a reason, because shopping makes them feel better. Some people resort to eating for comfort. These women resort to shopping to feel comfort. So maybe you don't go for household goods, but you collect other things. Maybe you collect tools, maybe it's trading cards, video games, maybe you have six guitars instead of just one. Again, maybe your tools give you comfort to take the place of what people who are near you who aren't close to you. So to embrace minimalism and to start giving away or purging items is the equivalent of, say, giving away a child. Like, who would do that? I get it. Use this reflection as an opportunity to find something else that fills you up. Maybe it's yoga, meditation, or making new friends. Getting rid of stuff is very liberating. I also have another attribute. I am very visual. 
I like looking at nice things. So once or twice a year, I go on a rampage to clear off my desk. It's hard because I have to make the paperwork go away, and to do so, I digitize it with my scanner. I do like the touch and feel of paper. Plus, it's a visual reminder that I have to still work on something. That being said, clutter is not good, and it's not healthy. Always feel like I've run 10 miles in record time after going on a feng shui purge. I get a super adrenaline rush. Objects do have vibration. You always want to make sure you get rid of garbage or clutter. It really does drain your energy. Only keep the items that you really love, and this goes for clothing as well. If the item is ripped, broken, or soiled, get rid of it. The more you purge, the more you are telling the universe to leave the door open for something, or better yet, for someone great to come into your life. I once went to a party about 10 years ago where the husband wanted to show us something in his office. I was dumbfounded. There wasn't a single piece of paper anywhere. I said, oh my God, how did you do that? This is my dream. He said that he worked for Amex and they had three months of training on how to do that. To be sure, it's a mindset. I think men are better at compartmentalization. As I say in my book, what that means is, is that they can put something away and block it off and come back to it later on. I am a very visual person, so I have a hard time with that concept. I really have to try very hard at that. So to me, if it's out of sight, out of mind, so it's hard for me to circle back to it. I definitely would need that three months of training to rewire my brain to a different approach. Also, as I mentioned, I'm very visual. In general, like I like to write in my book, when it comes to something that is non-sexual, like their desk or their work, men are not visual. Again, I think this habit is much easier for men to adopt. Conversely, women are visual when it comes to non-sexual matters. For example, cooking, decor, clothing, crafts, etc., these are things that women are much more prone to have an affinity for, something that is both visual and tangible. I'm not saying having a clear desk or being a minimalist isn't possible. Of course, it is. I think it is much harder for a woman to be this way, biologically speaking. I also had a friend from a long time ago who worked for IBM. The company also had a policy that they could not leave their desk at 5 p.m. until every scrap of paper was filed away and off their desk. So definitely it is a trait that is learnable. Although women like to boast that they are good at multitasking, when it comes to work, it's not the best way to work. It's much more efficient to work on one item at a time or at least the same 
topic items at the same time, like men naturally do. Men are linear, so one tasking for men is quite natural for most men. So once you purge, the goal is to go from do you have enough to am I enough? I find that when we are satiated, when we are full, we naturally don't want any more. Instead of this step being mindless, we have to be mindful until the behavior uh, happens naturally. In psychology, it takes 28 days to change a behavior. So you have to ask the question, am I enough for 28 days? If you can answer yes for 28 days, then most likely you have graduated to a point of self-acceptance. Forgive those along the way, like your parents, who, who may have harmed this attitude for yourself. Then forgive yourself. It took however long it took to get to this point. It may have even taken decades. So the length of time doesn't matter. The point is that you did it. So give yourself kudos for doing it. Another good habit you can get into is to get rid of the enablers. Enablers can be people, circumstances, or a website. So if your downfall is shopping, don't go shopping. <laughs> Sounds pretty obvious, right? For example, my weakness is chips. So I just don't bring chips into the home. If your weak point is porn or video, delete those accounts and don't go on them. My mother had a very damaging behavior that was causing a big rift between us. I told her if she wanted to continue, she could do this behavior around somebody else, but not around me. Of course, she wanted to keep going there, and I had to keep reminding her every single day to stop it. It took a long time. Yes, it did. It took six months of my telling her daily to stop. Then one day she asked me, if I don't do this behavior, what will I do instead? Aha, I knew I had won the game at that point. I have her, I gave her some options to try instead, and she stopped behavior, she stopped that bad behavior that day and never went back. So the moral of the story is if you get rid of the enabler, you often have to replace it with a good habit. Give yourself some healthier options as quitting cold turkey is very hard to do for most. It's easier to replace the bad habit with something good. Before you start on this journey, maybe you want to pick out four or five things that really make you happy. Then when you accomplish a milestone or your goal, treat yourself to those healthier options. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk about what Oprah's space planner gave to her gave to her, and I really like this advice. I think we can all use this advice. All right, so um, call us on this topic. We're talking about minimalism 
and decluttering and getting rid of stuff in your life that doesn't serve you. So you can call in on this topic, 323-642-1677, 323-642-1677. And of course, use our chat line, blogtalkradio.com, blogtalkradio.com forward slash DT Linda Gross forward slash DT Linda Gross. All right, we will catch you right back after the break. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women, too. Hi, guys. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show. Linda Gross wants you to know what turns a woman on and makes her go wild so she just can't help herself. Check out Linda's book, Mastering Women, Real Truth About Women That'll Change Your Life Forever. Linda gives you all the insider tips on how to catch a woman and, if you want, to keep her. In four easy steps, these proven techniques will make women just melt. Ever wonder why the girl you really liked seemed to be great when you met, then all of a sudden just goes cold on you and turns you off? Linda will also let you know what not to do on a date. Never blow it again by losing another hot woman. You don't have to be good looking or even have money. Her book, Mastering Women, is available in paperback and ebook. Men, Linda's on your side. So buy her book, Mastering Women. Buy it for now. And don't keep your women waiting another minute. Get Mastering Women today. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. We are talking today about why minimalism. So let's dive into the reasons on how this can serve you, right? So we were talking about advice that a space planner gave Oprah, and I really like this advice. He said, you are only allowed to have 100 hangers. So when you buy something new, you have to get rid of something else in your closet because you only have a limited amount of hangers. So men typically have less clothes than women, to be sure, but you can use similar logic. If you currently have eight jeans, if you buy a new one, you must get rid of one of your jeans. You can do this with other types of clothing as well or collectibles too. As for cleaning out a closet or a catch-all drawer, empty the entire space. I usually put everything on my bed. I only put back the items that I really love and they fit well. The rest, group it in trash, donate, or sell. I try to do this at least once a year. It's mind-blowing how freeing this is. As for your personal space and decor, think of a hotel room. It usually has the perfect amount of decor, the right number of lamps, 
pictures, pillows, whatever. You can use this as an example in your, in your room. There is something very soothing about monochromatic rooms. Base colors are often neutrals, like beiges, whites, or grays. You can use an occasional splash of color as an accent. If you are unsure how to do this, you can watch some design shows to see how designers make an impact this way. Minimalism is simplicity and clarity, which are attributes that give our lives power, vividness, and joy. The short definition for minimalism is owning fewer possessions. It's a discipline of intentionally living with only the things that you really need, items that support your purpose. By removing the distraction of excess possessions, you can put your focus on things that matter most. So let's go into some of the definitions of what this means. It is about intentionality. Minimalism is marked by clarity, purpose, and being intentional. Zeroing in on these principles actually brings our values and, and passions into focus. Start by removing everything that distracts you from this goal. Utilizing this lifestyle has the surplus benefit of also improving all aspects of your life, not just the clutter. All right. It's freedom from the passion to possess. It's a lie that the good life is found in accumulating things. Possess as much as possible. More is not always better. It's the vendor's job to keep selling, selling, selling. That doesn't mean that it benefits you. Despite their claims, you can't purchase happiness. Embracing minimalism and having no debt brings freedom and is the kryptonite from this all-consuming passion to possess. Step off the treadmill of consumerism and seek happiness elsewhere. Take a moment to value relationships, experiences, and self-care. Find solace in what we already have and remind yourself to be grateful. Feeling abundant comes from within, not from material things. It's freedom from modern mania, right? Our world runs at a feverish pace. We are altogether too hurried, too rushed, which yields too much stress. We work long hours to pay the bills, yet every day as a society, we fall deeper into debt. We rush from one activity to another, even multitasking along the way, but never seem to get anything done. We remain in constant contact with others through texting and social media, but does all this activity give us deeper friendships? Hardly. Becoming a minimalist slows life down and frees us from this modern hysteria to live faster. It offers freedom to disengage. It seeks to keep only the essentials. It aims to remove the frivolous and keep the significant. It values the intentional endeavors that add value to life. It is freedom from duplicity. 
although nobody intentionally chooses it, most people live in duplicity. They live one life around their family, another life around their coworkers, and a third life around their neighbors. The lifestyle they have chosen requires them to portray a certain external image dependent on their circumstances. They are tossed and turned by the most recent advertising campaign or the demands of their employer. On the other hand, life, uh, a simple life is united and consistent. It has learned a lifestyle that is completely transferable no matter the situation. It is the same life on Friday evening as it is on Sunday morning as it is on Monday morning. It's reliable, dependable, and unfluctuating, and it works in all circumstances. Basically, it's honest and transparent. Okay, what about this minimalist life? Well, it's countercultural. We live in a world that idealizes celebrities. Women idolize media personalities. Men idolize sports figures. These celebs are photographed for magazines, interviewed on the radio, and recorded for television. Their lives are held up as the gold standard and are envied by many. People who live simple lives are not championed by the media in this way. You have to realize this consumerist culture is promoted by corporations and politicians. It is for their benefit and not yours. While most people are chasing after success, glamour, fame, and fame, minimalism calls out to us with a smaller, quieter, and calmer voice. It invites us to slow down, consume less, but enjoy more. And when we meet someone living a simplified life, we often recognize that we have been chasing after the wrong things all along. Have you noticed that the French have amazing wine, desserts, and sauces, but don't get fat? It's because they indulge, but perhaps they only have one or two bites or one or two sips of it. Unlike Americans who must eat two double Whoppers and then down a liter of Coke, and they still are hungry 20 minutes later, it's a never-ending wheel. We don't have to live like that. All right. Minimalism is external. It's not external, but it is internal. So what that means is start by removing the physical clutter in your home. Doing so helps you move one step closer to finding freedom and unity in your heart and soul. Lifestyle is always a matter of the heart. After the external clutter has been removed, we create space to address the issues that impact our relationship and life. The good news is, is that it's completely achievable. Being a minimalist is completely achievable. Most people accumulate as much stuff as your income and credit cards allow. Once you have experienced morsels of what the minimalist lifestyle can bring, you will never go back to the life that was before. 
<laughs> it's often said that we spend the first half of our lives accumulating stuff, and then we spend the second half of our lives getting rid of it. I think that is so true. All right. So it's okay to encounter bumps along the way. I mean, that's what YouTube and Google are for. Research areas that you're having trouble with. I'm sure someone has come across a solution that you haven't thought of. Sometimes it does take two steps forward and one step back. As long as there is forward motion, that's the goal. Now, you might ask yourself, will minimalism make me happy? Although it's a great start, it isn't an instant cure. It's a pathway, not the end goal. Being a minimalist will give you more time and will free up more of your money than ever before. Focus on gratitude each day in order to speed up the results. It's a journey of intentional self-improvement and appreciating what we already have. That will bring us uh, contentment. Is a minimalist living atmosphere boring? Well, minimalist living removes mundane activities that take away from spending time with our loved ones and engaging in our passions. It frees us to live a bigger life with greater purpose. Does this mean I can't be sentimental? Well, remember, less is not the same thing as none. Nobody is asking you to get rid of things that bring value to your life. It's okay to keep some of the sentimental items in your life. Just pare down those items to a small select number. Keep much less than you had before. Those precious items that you decided to keep that make you very happy, proudly display them in your home. All right. If you've just joined us, you're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today, we are talking about why minimalism. We're talking about the attributes of paring down and decluttering and getting rid of the junk and extra stuff that you don't need in your life, right? Okay, so when we come back from break, I'm going to be talking about renting storage units and what that all means. So get your fingers dialing. Call us with questions or comments on this topic. You can call us at 323-642-1677, 323-642-1677, or just use the chat line. I'll be watching for you right here on blogtalkradio.com, blogtalkradio.com, forward slash DT Linda Gross, forward slash DT Linda Gross. When we come back from a break, we're going to be talking about those storage units. I know you have one. All right. Catch you right back after the break. Hey, guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back, usually handled in four sessions or less. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's themensadvocate.com slash coaching. 
Darn! Maybe you missed part of this show. Maybe you're still at work during the show. Maybe you heard the show but would like to listen again. Your problems are easily solved. Listen to any and all of Linda's archived shows at your convenience. Just Google SoundCloud The Men's Advocate. That's Google SoundCloud The Men's Advocate. The on-demand library is also available on the TuneIn app. Subscribe now and please share with your friends. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today, we are talking about why minimalism, how this can benefit you, how we can declutter, how we can get rid of debt, and how we can just get rid of stuff that doesn't serve you. I'd rather have you spend more time with family and doing your passions than being surrounded by all this clutter, right? So call us on this topic if you have a comment or question, 323-642-1677, 323-642-1677, or use the chat line. I'll be looking for you, blogtalkradio.com forward slash DT Linda Gross forward slash DT Linda Gross. All right, so let's talk about Extra storage units, extra storage areas, get rid of them. And I'm talking about things like storage units or garage space. I once had a person who worked at one of the local storage unit areas. She said, it's just like the bug commercial. People move their stuff in, but they never move it out. It's probably because they are waiting for better times, like moving into a bigger place but that never happens. Or the reason why they took a storage unit on in the first place was due to financial trouble, which led to lack of money, meaning the ability to afford a better place. Then sometimes the money dwindles even further and they can't even afford the storage unit. So they have to let it go to auction. Or the other alternative is they just die. So I think uh, this woman, this employee, was right. People don't move out. Bottom line, she said, no one ever moves out. The rare person who does move out usually means that you came into money like an inheritance or perhaps winning the lottery. Even rarer is the person who turned their fate around and started to once again make decent money. So that almost never happens, she said. So 9% of the population have a storage unit. Okay, so that 9% of the population that has a storage unit, even though 65% of that group are homeowners who have a garage, and they still rent a storage unit. (laughs) Does that tell you something? I think it does. All right. What's the average cost of a unit? $90 a month. States with the highest demand for units, number one is Houston, number two is Los Angeles, number three is New York, number four is Chicago. All right. 65% of self-storage renters have a garage in their home. 47% have an attic and 33% have a basement. But they're still driving down the street 
to rent that storage unit. Doesn't that tell you you have too much stuff? <laughs> uh, I should have uh, did that clip with George Carlin, and he said, you know, when you go on vacation, you take your suitcase with you because you got to bring your stuff with you to the hotel room to the new location and then when you go down to the pool you take a smaller bit of stuff like your goggles and beach towel and maybe your thongs and sunscreen or whatever so it's just kind of funny that when you go from place to place even though you have stationary stuff back at home you still have a smaller version of your stuff that you take out, <laughs> whether it be vacation or out on the street. So anyway, it's a funny bit. Look it up, George Garland. All right. So when is it okay to have a storage unit? Well, let's say you have a new place, but you haven't yet moved into it. For example, you're trying to sell your existing place or escrow has been delayed for some reason. Okay. So that might be an issue, right? or you store seasonal items like Christmas decorations, or you have a seasonal business. Maybe a family member died and you haven't had a chance to sort through all of their items, but you needed to sell their home, so you needed to empty out the contents and you rented a storage unit. Bottom line, if you get a storage unit, it should be temporary. If you've had it for more than three months, something is wrong. If you need it for more than three months, something is wrong, all right? So it's not a good idea to have a storage unit. All right, as for using garage space for storage instead of your car, well, we once had a townhouse that had a big basement. We primarily used the basement to store business equipment and supplies. When we moved to a house, to save time, I dumped all that stuff in the garage temporarily. It took up a huge amount of space. When I finally got to it, it took me three days working eight hours a day to dump it, sell it, or donate it. I finally was able to get my car uh, into the space. It was the happiest moment of moving in to our new place. So, in other words, you got to tackle it and pare it down. 90% of people can only fit one car, even though it's a two-car garage. Two-thirds of all garages aren't used to store cars. Oh, boy. A home organizational study done by the top faucet brand, Moen, found that the garage was the most cluttered space of the home. I think it has to do with a lot of odds and ends and weird shaped items and you just kind of don't know what to do with those tricycles and golf bags and whatever. But if you can make organizational sense out of those odd items, you're going to be a lot happier. Okay. 24% of homeowners are embarrassed to leave their garage door open. <laughs> All right. 82% of homes have two-car garages or larger, but check this out. Only 15% of them use the garage to park the car inside. That is so very sad. Bottom line, if you are using your garage for storage instead of your car, you have got to make an effort to unclutter more reasons why you should switch 
two minimalist living. Consider these stats. The average family in America spends $1,700 on clothes each year, according to Forbes magazine. Americans throw away more than 68 pounds of clothing every year. Wow. 20 to 21% of working Americans say they aren't saving any money for retirement, and many of the ones who are saving put away no more than 10% of their income. This is according to bankrate.com. The average American household, can you guess how many items there are? I was shocked when I saw this. 300,000 items, according to a Los Angeles Times survey. All right, so if we're going to start decluttering, here is a checklist that might help you get going, right? Oof, there's a lot of stuff in the kitchen, so that needs to go, right? Kitchen glassware, broken dishes and cups, coffee mugs, cookbooks, kitchen gadgets, kitchen appliances, pots, pans, mixing bowls, Tupperware, water pitchers, glass jars, pantry food, crystal, china, vases, figurines, paper goods, plastic bags, brooms, cleaning supplies. All right. And then how about magazines and newspapers? Wow. Do you still have newspapers? Books, photos, photography supplies. Maybe you've got CDs, DVDs, VHS. If you do have any of those things, for God's sake, digitize those things, right? Put them on a thumb drive or, or put them on your computer or put them on the cloud. You don't need to have the physical version of those things. Items that are on your bulletin board, magnets, home office supplies, phone books, coupons, board games, puzzles, decks of cards, unused gifts, old school books or papers, pens, pencils, rubber bands, twist ties, manuals, paper goods. By the way, manuals, you can find all the manuals online now. So what are you doing with manuals? Paper goods, wrapping supplies, party supplies, seasonal decorations, plastic bags, sewing supplies, mm -hmm. craft supplies, wrapping supplies, empty cardboard boxes, coins. <laughs> and they say that we're going to a cashless society. So cash in those coins. You know, you can go to the local market and they have a big machine there that you can dump all your coins and then they give you a, a gift certificate for Amazon. Get rid of the coins. You don't need them. How about your lady? Does she have makeup, hair accessories, personal beauty appliances, toiletries, or over-the-counter medicine? All right, clothing is a big category, right? So you might have shirts, pants, shorts, dresses, skirts, purses, hats, clothes hangers, shoes, ties, belts, accessories, coats, winter gear, socks, underwear, sleepwear, jewelry. How about stuff that doesn't even fit anymore, right? Get rid of it. All right, how about AV, television? Audiovisual components, audiovisual cables, computer equipment, computer peripherals, cell phones, video game systems, video game accessories, and the video games itself. All right. How about do you have extra furniture that you aren't using? Wall decorations, candles, candle holders, 
pillows, linen sets, duvets, comforters, blankets, towels, suitcases. Do you have suitcases where one of the wheels are broken? Get rid of it. You don't need it. Baby clothes, baby supplies, toys, stuffed animals, and kids' artwork. Actually, I saw a really interesting article the other day. Someone was taking their old baby clothes and baby supplies, car seats and jungle gym and toys and carriers and what have you, and they decided to rent them out as a business. And I thought, oh, my God, what a brilliant idea to rent out those items because you really can't get two nickels on the dollar for any of that stuff. But somebody needs it, and somebody needs it for only 6 to 12 months. So, hey, rent it out. (laughs) All right. How about what's in your garage, right? Automobiles, automotive supplies, hardware, tools, sporting goods, sports memorabilia, scrap pieces of lumber, rakes, shovels, garden tools, plant containers or pots, pet supplies, old batteries, and coolers. So yeah, all of these things, just let's take a hard look on all of them and see what is it that you really need? What is it that you love? What is it that makes you happy? Right? And just get rid of the rest of it. You don't need it. All right. Thank you for joining my show today. If you enjoyed our show, there's lots of ways that you can show your love. Listen, call, subscribe, chat, Like my fan page, follow, comment, share, tell a friend, advertise with me, start with my Amazon link, download my app, and buy my book, The Science of Mastering Women, The Science of Mastering Women, The Real Truth About Women That Will Change Your Life Forever. You can buy it on Amazon. You can download the ebook in a few seconds, but most people Um, actually send away for the paperback version because they like to highlight it. They like to reread certain sections. They like to earmark it. And that's what I'm told that they do. With regard to the Amazon link, whenever you see my social media post and I reference the book, use that link. That's the correct link. It has a special code in there. And Amazon benefits uh, the show if they send me a few cents on the dollar with regard to yours, starting with that link. So start with that link, save it to your favorites. You can do your regular and your holiday shopping on Amazon. It doesn't cost you anymore. There is no book purchase required. Start with that link and we both benefit. So make that happen. If you happen to have missed last week's show, we were talking about I need a break and other breakup lies. Some breakups occur in twisted ways. Maybe you're being taken for a ride, but when time passes, it will all be for the good. We were discussing some common lines and what they really mean. Breakups happen for a reason, and understanding them will help you move on. All right. So that's what we were talking about. You can find last week's show right here on blogtalkradio.com or the best place to find my show is on SoundCloud because on SoundCloud, tune in and the iTunes app, you can get all five years of my shows and catch up. Also, if you Google my show, the Men's Advocate Show, the Men's Advocate Show, 
I'm sure your favorite podcasting app will come up and you can find my show on that app. All right? So did you know that you can download my book free if you have an Amazon Prime account? Yes, you can. All right. Perhaps you would like to give a book as a gift. You can make that happen as well. Also, I don't mention this often, but I do have a women's book, a relationship book. It's called Hitched in 90 Days. Hitched in 90 Days. Show me your book receipt for the month of December, and I will send you a copy of The Sea Factor for free. The Sea Factor is a book that you can use for business, that you can use it on a personal level, you can use it with your girlfriend. Basically, it's how to ask a favor, and the favor can be somebody that's a complete stranger. Let's say you have to have a, ask a big favor of somebody to get somebody to do something for you, and you don't know how. Use it sparingly, but this technique, this C-factor technique works brilliantly. It works every time. So I'm going to send that to you free. Just send me a copy of your receipt. You can email me, info at themensadvocate.com, info at themensadvocate.com, or you can DM me on my social media, and I'll be looking for you. All right? Once again, I just want to remind you, do all your regular and holiday shopping on Amazon, starting with my book link. There's no book purchase required. Start with the link. If you don't know where to get the link, let's say you don't have social media, you can go to my website, themensadvocate.com, themensadvocate.com, scroll to the bottom of this page, it says Amazon link, click there, save that link, save that URL to your computer or your laptop or save it in your contacts on your phone, start with that and bada boom, bada bang, you can use that link, the show benefits and you benefit because it doesn't cost you any more, and everybody's happy, right? Okay, so we're going to sign off now. Thank you for joining our show. We're usually here Tuesdays, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and we will catch you next week on the Men's Advocate Show. Bye for now.